Perhaps one could sum up these three readings with, can you read the signs of the times? Jesus is giving us all kinds of clues if we have the eyes and ears to hear it and the humility to listen to the only thing that will be present at the end, the word of God. What does Daniel say? Already in the Old Testament, we're seeing echoes of what's going to be taught by Christ here in this reading. He says, there's going to be a resurrection of the dead, and some will rise. One can think of a few names, a few dictators and things in the past. Some will rise to everlasting horror and disgrace, others to everlasting glory. Those who uh, did the will of God will shine like the stars in the sky for all eternity. This is a temporary world. That's our home. And there we will wish we had heard the word of God better, myself included. Each moment is an opportunity to shine brighter in eternity, to glorify God. So you have this almost this astrological uh, connection between these two readings. Jesus in this gospel, um, it should sound a little bit familiar to us, these signs of the times. A, a moment when everybody in Salem and Kaiser and, and throughout the country had a touch of eternity and of our true place in the universe. And that, I'm talking about the eclipse, right? It, two or three of these actually were fulfilled last year. How, I still think it's incredible that it's only a 90-mile width in the whole country, and we were dead center, you know. I, I'd never go to searching for an eclipse, but it came to us. And it passed overhead. That was the year to write a Christmas letter, a little brag letter, you know. But anyway, I didn't do it. Missed my chance. But, uh, this, listen, you know, listen to the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from the sky. They, we saw the stars come out and the temperature dropped by 10 degrees, and even non-religious people got, got spirituality from this. The whole town came to a complete stop for two minutes. It was un- unreal, you know? Not a car, not a nothing. We're all looking up with our little glasses, and, and suddenly, you know, you get this, there's more to life than just the, what we see in the atmosphere, you know? Even in daylight, the moon is there, though we cannot see it. The sun eclipsed with things we can only see for those two minutes, for our entire lifetime, those two minutes. And we're connected suddenly with the universe. What's out there, we're part of a, of a larger scheme of things. That is one of the signs of the times, if we have the eyes to see it. And I preached about that, oh, a year and a half ago. I used to keep track of my downloads on my sermons. That was the number one download. Uh, for the last 14 years I've been here, is people caught it, you know. That that was a sign from God, that we're here at a particular time to see that particular phenomena, which in a million years will no longer be there. We're just right here. But again, God isn't going to put his hand through the clouds and say, here I am, although he's come close, hasn't he? A couple things in our lives sometimes. He just so much wants us to know the future, but not to blow the test. The test is loving God without seeing him, making a choice for him daily. So we have also another sign, which is not as pleasant, of course. I mentioned it yesterday. I mean, last week was the, the, the fires, right? Um, the one in the south, I looked it up. Somebody gave me a map, and it's true. My father and stepmother's house was one of the few spared right along Highway 101. All around them was devastation. That's, that in itself is interesting, but the one in paradise is like a bomb, a nuclear bomb went off there. And in a way, 
as bad as that is, and this doesn't make it any better or, or explain why these things happen, yet it was a sign. Doesn't Christ say, it, when, when I come again, it's going to come like that, just like that, and will catch you by surprise. Don't let it catch you by surprise. Don't be surprised. We have to leave everything behind. It may be hard for some people to be floating above, the, above our homes and watch our heirs fight over it or whatever's going to happen. You know, we live in a temporary world. We have to keep remembering that. Our home is the firmament of heaven. And Christ, the only analogies he can use is a wedding banquet and the stars of the sky. It sounds like space travel. He says he's going to pull us out from the ends of the earth to the ends of the sky. Who's in, who's in the sky? Kind of interesting. My, um, when I was uh, younger, my grandparents had a home uh, in Lakeside, California, and we have prisoners from this area here also. And they had a mobile home that was on a lake. It was absolutely gorgeous. And when I, I'd come over to visit, I was unemployed at one point. I kept coming in and out until I got a job. You know, they prayed me into a job to get me out of there. You know, <laughs> it was between the monastery and the airline. But I, I remember sitting there in the dark looking at the sky and this beautiful lake, Lake Jennings uh, out there. And I, I felt like I was being watched. So I, I went back in the house and got a flashlight and left, it, left, the, left the lights off. And I turned the flashlight on. There, now there's a fig tree. You wonder where this is going. There's, the people next door had a fig tree. So I'm, I'm shining my flashlight, and I get to the fig tree. And uh, I told this story once before. What did I find in that fig tree? How, how many eyes did I find in that tree? A lot. Would you please forget my stories? I, I need a new audience. That's a, my dad. Okay, all right, I give up. My dad used to tell these terrible puns. We quit laughing after a while. He would say, I need a new audience. I, I could tell you some, but they're not appropriate for up here. He said whenever he got underwear, he called them seat covers. I, <laughs> you see what I mean? Some are funny and some aren't, but... We stopped laughing, and he wanted to move on and get a new family. But, um, but this fig tree, I mean, these guys ate it all. It's talking about scary. Two, four big eyes and, and about eight or nine little pairs of eyes. Well, they weren't happy to see me either, but they didn't move out of that tree. And the family that planted it learned something. The animals knew when to pick them. They sure did. The animals knew better than the human beings, but we learned. Next, next year, guess what he did? He picked him a little ripe, didn't he? Get too big for a bag over the tree. But I remember that because I think we're called to learn from the events of our lives. You know, I mentioned the eclipse because it's virtually in the reading. The, the terrible fire is the worst in, I think, U.S. history. It must eclipse the Chicago fire at this point. I heard that was the worst uh, smoke all over the country. Uh, from space it's unbelievable and I think I really do think these are signs for the times so many people have no use for the Bible they think there's nothing in there for them and yet the whole future of humanity is laid out right in front of us this is a classroom there is a teacher the whole point of the test is we can't see the teacher people throw out the directions they do whatever they want they think they're getting away with something and the whole thing is being watched and their entire future depends on what we do now 
our faith, but also our actions. And even the thing with the school is really a test for us in a way because nothing lasts. This is a temporary home. The building is going to last longer than any of us to help put it up. It'd be interesting to see its future from the next world. You know, we bequeath something to them. And what in our hearts are we really like? Our Lord, you know, uh, at the end of time, Daniel, in that wonderful reading, you know, he, he, uh, he echoes again what is going to come. And that we will, um, for some people, we'll be here at the end of the world. Uh, one of the things we pray for in the other, our Father, do not put us, in the actual translation is, do not put us to the final test. We do not want to be present at the end of the world. It would be very hard to keep the faith in those days. And it's, we're experiencing something like that now. It's very hard to keep the faith in a world like this, to be a real and true Christian, which is a, which is a very countercultural thing to do. Christians do not follow everything the culture does, like a, like a boat without a sail. We are called to make a difference and be a sign, a, a sign of contradiction like Christ was. And then there'll be, for each of us, there'll come that day when Christ is going to part the clouds and we will go through beyond the atmosphere to see what's really there and never to return again. Um, I long to see that, like you do in a way, but I also want one more day before I go there. I told the Lord, the news has been so bad the last couple of months, I've quit listening. I said, isn't there some other planet I can go on? You know, it's like, I said, take me now, Lord. And he said, well, there's only one way to go. I said, all right, you talk me out of it. Uh, we, you and I long to pass through the clouds and have life explained. And the Lord tells us clearly, no, notice the fig trees. Notice the leaves on the trees. Look what, what wonderful weather. I've been here 30 years. I've never seen it stay sunny this late into November. Maybe that's a sign for us too. You know, we, we take what we get in this world. Um, it's best to live in the moment because we don't know what's coming in the future. God may part the clouds for any one of us tomorrow. And it's, we shouldn't be afraid of that. Uh, we know what's coming. We do our best. We ask forgiveness for what we... Uh, what we blew it, and we learn if, if some raccoons take our figs, we learn, and next year we do something different, right? That's what life's all about. Our Lord uh, is, longs to explain everything to us, especially our sufferings, in that world, which is, a, which is an, a flip of this one. The things that we thought were blessings, you know, may not be so hot, and the things that we thought were difficulties may turn out to be the greatest blessings of our lives. So while we're in this world, we have all kinds of little signs in our lives almost each day. And God, the, the more we pray and become sensitive to the Holy Spirit and our, our angels that speak to us through our conscience, the catechism and the scriptures and, uh, and life experiences, the more we will see through the veil even now as to what's coming. We won't be afraid of the tribulations or the darkened sun or the moon that doesn't give its light or God parting the clouds and coming through. We will welcome him, whether it's the last day of our lives or eternity, because we were able to read the signs of the times.